What's up, everybody? This is Justin Flinter coming to you live from Northern Virginia with the Justin Flinter Podcast by My Metro Medicine. It is World Cup time. And right now we are in full swing of the tournament. Some teams are on their way out. Some teams are moving ahead. And if you have one of those teams that you're rooting for, congratulations. If one of your teams is actually on their way out, I'm sure they did a fantastic job. Otherwise, they would not be in the World Cup. It's a fantastic tournament. It always is. And just this past weekend, I was watching a few matches. And just as the matches were finishing for the day, there was a documentary that was played on TV called Nosa Chape. It is about the Brazilian Chapecoense team that was traveling to Medellin, Colombia for the Copa Sudamericana final. It was a bit unexpected that this team would have reached this far in this tournament and this final was actually uh, a big a really big match down in South America however on November 28 2016 tragically their plane ran out of fuel and crashed into the side of a mountain out of 77 people on board 71 of them died 19 of them were members of the team, players. The entire coaching staff was on the plane and perished. The club staff was on the plane as well, in addition to two guests and 21 journalists. All of them perished. Only six people survived, and three of those people were members of the team. And from the documentary, it looked like only maybe two of them could play again. One of them had lost part of his leg. Uh, Another one had suffered a back injury. And the other one, I think, was still in the process of treatment at the time. The story, though, after the tragedy was absolutely tremendous. To see this team from this town in Brazil be completely ripped apart by this tragedy and then how the town came together the uh, the people of the football community came together to support this this team in rebuilding itself restructuring itself they had to hire an entire new coaching staff they had to hire a a new head coach they had to restructure the board. They needed a new club staff. They they needed new players, of course. To watch all of these people come together to restart this team literally almost from scratch was unbelievably moving. Of course, it was difficult to hear the testimonies of these new players as well as these the players that survived the crash and those that were fortunately not on the plane uh, traveling to Medellin. They they stayed behind for various reasons. Helio Neto was one of the surviving team members and actually it's pretty amazing that a few days before the crash he actually dreamt that the crash would occur. He dreamt that he would be in a plane crash and there would only be a few survivors together with him 
which is exactly what happened. Uh, you can read about it in Sports Illustrated. He talked to them in great detail about the dream uh, and how he discussed it with his wife and how to this day he regrets uh, not bringing it to anyone's attention. However, when you think about it, if something of this magnitude is meant to occur, there's it's difficult to say, but most likely there's nothing that you can do. Maybe there is. Maybe if he told uh, the team and the team members that they would have decided not to go on that flight. But chances are they would have gone ahead with it anyways. So his experience after the crash, uh, as well as the other surviving members of the crash, they realized, and this is a quote from the movie actually, he said... Julio Neto said, the most memorable things in life are simple. He learned to not focus on the humongous loss uh, or perhaps the fact that he might never play football again. Those things in life, they pass. You move on. You move forward in life. You don't stick around and observe the bad things and look at them in a way that you regret. Maybe he regretted not telling everyone that the, he had a dream about the plane crash, that it would occur and only a few people would survive. But like I said, maybe there's nothing that he could have done to prevent it anyhow. So he, rather than focus on these things and hold himself back and be completely in pain even more and suffering even more after the tragedy he is making the choice to look at life and appreciate the little things in life and the way that the team talked about life in the locker room as well they really missed the feeling of family in the locker room because that's what it felt like with their team and in the process of rebuilding they lost that because they were working so hard to rebuild the team, uh, to re to get ready for the match that they were unfortunately unable to play in because of this horrific crash. The joyous sensations, this family-like atmosphere, and these playful personalities that are no longer with them anymore in the locker room, they began to... to have all kinds of disagreements some of the old team members and the new team members because they didn't know how to move on they were stuck and most likely to this day they're still working through those moments in their life and trying to find a way to understand and process this horrific tragedy if you have not yet seen the documentary Dulce Chape I highly recommend that uh, you look for it either on television. I think it will be airing over the next week or so on Fox. I think it's one of the stations that is broadcasting it. But you can also find it online. I think even in 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 theaters, uh, some of the applications that you can watch things such as Hulu are also showing this documentary as well. It is fantastic. Please take a moment to watch it, especially if you are a World Cup fan, a football fan, uh, to watch this tremendous transition from going 
from the point of having everything to having nothing to having something and working towards having everything again in terms of a team, in terms of a town, in terms of the football community, and just seeing how strong everybody in this documentary is and was and still is to this day. It is it is very moving. It is it is worth the hour or so that the documentary runs. Please take a moment to watch it. It is Nosa Chape. N O S S A C H A P E. Wow. So today's podcast I wanted to share that with you because an idea came in my mind since I've started watching the World Cup this year. Who is on your team in life? So I just talked about the tragic loss that occurred a couple years ago for the Brazilian Chapecoense team. And now I want to talk about your team. If you're a football fan, great. Perhaps you can understand some of the things I'm about to say. But to be honest, I didn't know hardly anything about football until after I met my wife. I didn't watch football. Of course, I called it soccer, uh, which is not a bad term. It just doesn't really accurately describe it as others know it across the world. In fact, I didn't know this until recently, but the World Cup is actually one of the most watched sporting events in the world. So if we took it to, so if we take a look at the game of football and we look at it from the perspective of the players resembling people in your life and the game itself resembling uh, a process in your life. You all know who a goalkeeper is, right? So in your life, I want you to question for just a second, who is your goalkeeper again we're looking at who is on your team in life using the analogy of the game of football who is your goalkeeper who is the one that is always defending you when shots are taken against you who is the one that is guarding what is most sacred to you who is the one that is going to keep you from dropping down on the scoreboard also, who is your striker or your forward? That's the position that is basically in the lead of the team and the one who is attempting to score the goals for the team. So who is your striker? Who's the one that's in front? Who is the one that is leading you and your team in the direction of supporting what it is are your ultimate objectives? Scoring a goal. So who are the ones that are supporting you? in the goals that you are attempting to reach in your life, whether you know it or not. Who are the ones that support you along the way? Who are the ones that drive you? Who are the ones that keep you on the way, that build momentum, and when you have an opening, you take it? Also, who are your midfielders? Who are the ones that are maneuvering with you across the field of life and helping you to keep the ball under control and well protected. Who are the ones that are doing that with you? Who are the ones that are really skillful in moving the ball down the field, moving your goals across your field of life? Who are the ones that are right there with you along the way? It is important to take a look at who you set up for your team 
in your life because those are the ones that determine how well the game is going to be played no team would ever hire someone that doesn't have the skill set that is required to play at the level that they are expecting no team would ever do it so why would you bring into your team in life people who are negative people who are uncooperative people who are constantly uh, leading you in the wrong direction perhaps scoring goals against you who are the ones that are just sort of sitting down on the field and saying you know what I don't really care anymore I give up I don't want to be on this field anyways I don't I don't really care about this game and I don't care about you do you have anybody in your life that is like that are there people that uh, perhaps maybe they're even in, in the stands watching the game being played and constantly rooting against you I mean, those people you can leave aside. Forget about it. Those are the ones, for example, that work to constantly talk negatively about others. Those are the ones that you see on a day-to-day basis that are doing things that don't really align with who you are. Okay. They're complaining about the little things in life. I mean, who cares? You can leave those, those voices aside. Those that are playing the game, though, with you, are the ones that you have to take great care in placing on your team. Now, let's take this a step further. What is your role in the game? What is your role in this in this uh, game of life? Are you the coach? I think not. Are you the referee? No. From a much broader perspective, you are the game. This game of life is your game. I'm only using the analogy of football to build some kind of a reference that you can understand what it is that I'm saying. You are the game of life. You get to design how the field is set up. You get to design who plays on that field. You get to design how the coaching will be done, how the training will be done, how the cheering will be done, how the uh, rules of the game are. You get to set the rules. You get to determine, okay, this number of goals means that this person wins or this team wins. You get to determine how long a player plays. You get to determine uh, how far in this game of life you will go. This is your game. This is your sport. And this is your chance. You only get one chance at life. So set up the field, set up the game, choose your players well, and in order to succeed, you have to be able to see yourself from every single angle. Again, you must design the playing field. You must choose the players of your team. You must decide and enforce the rules of the game. That's an important point to make. You have to enforce the rules. Think about it. If you have some people in your life that are supporting you through something that you are looking to achieve, maybe you're in college, for example, or you're trying to get a new job, there are people that will support you, but you have to determine what kind of support you need and when. You are the game. 
which means you are not indifferent from what other people are doing in your game from life, game of life. You are the game. So everything that they do is a factor of everything that you do. You have to decide what's going on. You have to decide how to enforce what it is that you want to see happen. You are in control of the training as well. You have to tell all of these people that are key players in your game of life exactly what they need to do to support you, to support the game, to help play at their best. Another thing that you are responsible for in your game of life is the quality of sportsmanship that is displayed. While watching the World Cup, it is pretty amazing to see for those brief moments during each match when players, for example, help each other up after knocking one of them down, uh, admitting to the fact that they knocked the ball out of bounds. The quality of sportsmanship that is shown on the field and in the game of football and in the game of life is determined by you because you, in fact, are in charge of this game of life. And another thing that you have to remember is that you have to be open to winning and losing. You have to learn how to come back from a loss and you have to learn how to move forward from a win. So I come back to the question of who actually is on your team in life? You can take any player using the analogy of football. You can look at any position on the field and figure out, okay, in my life, this specific person fits this specific role on my team. You are the game. You are in charge. You are not the coach. You are not the referee. You are not the striker. You are not the goalkeeper. You are not the midfielders. When you build a team that supports you so well, and this is true in business, when you build a team that can support you beyond your wildest dreams and drive so hard using the motivation that is drawn from each other, not just from you, but from each other because they are supporting the same cause, then you will always have a winning team. Always. And the game that you have designed will be so rewarding that others will want to model their game of life after yours. And so whether you're trying to build a team that has just suffered a horrific tragedy like the Brazilian Chapecoense team, or whether you are restructuring your team, or maybe you're just getting started, maybe you never even thought of it this way, and maybe you're thinking, wow, I really need to really do need to set up a team that will help me be in a winning position in life. Always remember that you are the game. You are in charge. You are none of the positions that are a part of this game, that are a part of this winning team that you are in the process of building because you are in charge of the entire thing. You are in charge of the whole picture. You have an impact on everyone that plays, everyone that supports, everyone that coaches along the way. You have an impact on all of those rules, but you are not in any of those rules because you are the one that is leading the entire process. And when you have a good leader, you have great followers.
So while you're out watching the rest of the matches for this World Cup, enjoy yourself. At the same time, when the World Cup is over, your game will still be played. Your game in life. So choose your players wisely. Don't worry about the little things. Just focus on the larger perspective. Who is on your team? Who are the winning players? Who are the ones that will keep driving you forward towards the other side of the field and lead you towards effortlessly scoring a goal almost every single time? And remember to also take a moment to look for that documentary, No Sachape, and see for yourself how the team suffered, how the team rebuilt themselves, and where they are today. And it's pretty exciting that in eight years from now, there will actually be some World Cup matches played right here in this city, Washington, D.C. So if you live in the local area, buy your tickets soon because <laughs> they're going to be sold out uh, whenever they get announced. So. I know I will be trying to make every effort to go to some of the games that are played here. But for the time being, I'm going to enjoy the World Cup that's on TV now. I'm going to enjoy rooting for all of these magnificent teams and to see all of this, the, uh, the, the skills that every member of these teams has. It is absolutely fantastic. I can truly see now why it is the World Cup, why the world really does come together to support the teams across this planet and really set aside any indifferences that they have, uh, sit together and watch something that they both have an interest in, in uh, cheering or rooting for. It actually also reminds me of a story, The Christmas Truce. If you haven't heard of this, it's a story about a football match that happened during World War I. Two sides fighting against each other took a break and they came together, left their weapons on the side and they shared a nice game of football and after the match was over, they went back to their opposing sides. Um, look it up, Christmas Truce is a great story. You can find it anywhere online, just like you can also find Dosa Chape. So enjoy the World Cup, everyone. And remember, Always take a look at who is on your team in life because this is a game that will last a very long time and you want to make sure you have the best people right there with you. This is Justin Flinner and I'm rooting for you with the Justin Flinner Podcast by My Metro Medicine. I hope you enjoyed this one and I will talk to you guys next week. This podcast is brought to you by MyMentor Medicine, an organization that is dedicated to helping people improve their lives by learning to empower themselves and take control of their own life. Any form of reproduction or distribution of this podcast is strictly prohibited. Should you have any questions on using this podcast or information that is contained within this podcast, please write to info at mymetromedicine.com.